Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome back to the Selfie Show. It's Tori and Sam. Two besties bring you all things healthcare, humor, and unpopular opinions, which we undo sometimes. <laughs> we'll get we'll get into that in a sec. Sometimes we change our mind. Growth is good, you guys. Growth it's is good, good to expand and be open-minded. Absolutely. We are here for a little a little zhuzh, a re-zhuzh. Today we have on Kylie Passports and Preemies. So cool. I just I like want to travel like that. So I'm so jelly of her life. Kylie, you guys, if you're not following her on Instagram, you should be because I want to live vicariously through her. So she has been a good friend of ours for several years and we we just love her. But she has literally been around the world and then some. So we're going to have a fun episode today with her. All things NICU, travel nursing. We're going to give you all the deets, all the juicy details that you guys want to know. But before we get into that, what is the unpopular opinion this week, Sam? Well, so I had the unpopular opinion that Stanley Cups are overrated. Mm. And then I bought myself one i was given one as a gift and that one bothered me because it was like the older version mm -hmm. with the old lid where the straw would like kind of slide in and out yeah. and wouldn't stay the new the 2.0 version oh oh it's a fucking game changer you and guys. then she had the audacity to buy me I bought one. Tori one i bought us matching one and so now we are twinning with our stanley and then i even bought more because target had a limited edition collection so they had these like bright white ones and these lavender purple ones oh so now you're collecting stanley well yeah so now i'm like out of control you guys <laughs> oh i don't know what's happened it's happened it's funny because i just saw a hack the other day where someone got a vente their starbucks and then slipped it just right into the stanley and i'm like wow that's kind of genius that's oh my gosh i'm here for it i'm here for this oh, actually, i like I that because i don't want my stanley to smell like coffee Mm, oh, I like get the coffee stains totally. inside of them. So I've only been drinking water out of my. But you want to keep it cold. Yeah, you want to keep it, and it's very. So that's a great idea, right? And then you don't have the slip factor if you, you know, drop it on your way into work. I'll say I resisted. I didn't want to give in. I didn't. The fact that a cup is forty five dollars, I think, is bullshit. But <laughs> I don't care anymore, and I'm sold. And I can be easily bought. I mean, my opinion can easily. Honestly, don't trust half of my unpopular opinions because if you ask me a year later, I'm probably I think that's the message here. Changed right? on my mind. I'm like a hypocrite. We like can change our mind. Okay, this we're we're retracting that unpopular. So I like this one for this is going to be my new thing. I think I am going to keep this Stanley for all things like coffee, mm. and then I still got my hydro jug because it's just so big and I like so I do love it still. So, you know, I got to get in that water. I got to do the full, that gallon, man. It's but look at me. this. These are 40 ounce cups. I know. True. I mean, the hydro jug, I have a hydro jug. It's so clunky and like big to carry around mm. and thick. <sighs> this fits in my cup holder in my car. It has a handle. Mm. I don't know what more I could honestly want. Yeah. We love that. I'm like one of those Starbucks cup pours. Like I have so many Starbucks cups, yes. but I don't even drink Starbucks coffee, but I like the cups. And they don't have a handle. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the handle, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm it's a Stanley Ho now. Yeah, I'm a Stanley Ho. I don't know. Sorry. We love it. Sorry. Not sorry, though. 
No, we love it. So but it is annoying how they're always sold out. It's like, come on. I know. I figure your of, shit out. Is that a, it's is strategy, that a sale? right? I don't it's know, right? Strategy. I don't like it's gotta it. Gotta be the feeling like exclusive. Totally. It's like, oh, we dropped a new color. It's like, yeah, oh, and okay. then people like buy a shit ton, and then they're for resale on Amazon for like a or not eBay for one hundred and fifty dollars. If you buy a Stanley Cup on eBay for one hundred and fifty dollars, I hope you're ashamed of yourself. <laughs> you should be embarrassed. That's stupid. So I just I hate everyone in the world that are price gougers like opportunists mm. like this is why we can't have nice things of fucking anywhere it's, you know what it started back in the beanie baby days oh you know what i mean it back baby people used to no, but they would go the day yeah. the beanie babies would get released they would just camp out and moms would be fucking fighting and they'd buy all these beanie babies and hoard them and keep the tags on them and then to resell them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now look at us it's like a Stanley comes out cup comes out. It ends up on eBay. Like anything, Trader Joe's, like the Brazil nut butter mm. lotion that I am obsessed with, ends up on eBay for double the price because people. And that's why they have limits at Trader Joe's that you can only buy five at a time. I'm Rude. like, people stop being greedy assholes and buying a bunch of popular products just to resell them and price gouge people mm. that don't have access to them. You suck. And you're the reason that things are so expensive in this world. I hate mm, you. That's yes. it. That's all <laughs> I have to drop. say about that. Well, now we're official, like, cool millennial Gen Z vibes. Yeah. We got our Stanley. You don't have an Apple Watch, though, huh? No, I don't. You're so not a cool nurse. I'm not. I I've wear dance been. goes. I yeah. love my dance goes. I'm like, I got my headband. I'm just rocking. You're Stanley. Not, you don't I'm, have an Apple Watch. Like, you're barely a nurse. I'm not into. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm not into. Like, that's the thing about me, though, is, like, I'm really not into trends. trends yeah. I don't like trends. I like. For me, I'm like, I'm a simple, classic, keep it, keep it. I, just I'm like a, it. I like what I like, but I'm also a trendy hoe. Yeah, I'm like yeah, a half for and sure. half. For sure. Yeah, 100%. So I just know what I like, and here we are. But I am here for We got to try it out, all right? We're trying it out, and I'm here for it. So yes, love this. All right. All right, you guys, let's get into it with Kylie this week. So Kylie Nelson is a neonatal intensive care nurse, and she is passionate about making travel affordable and accessible to nurses. Kylie began Passports and Premies in 2017 while volunteering in North Macedonia, and her purpose for starting Passports and Premies was to reach nurses and advocate for the prevention of nurse burnout by traveling. Mm -hmm. She's the original creator of the eight-day vacay, a vacation geared towards nurses who aim to take advantage of the potentially eight days off between work weeks with no need to use that PTO. We have been friends with her for so long, you guys. I I just absolutely adore her. If you're not following her, you should. Her photography is amazing. Only one year into her career as a nurse, she began to feel that burnout, still loving her job and not wanting to quit. She would oftentimes dread going into work and so enter passports and preemies. Kylie has since worked as a nurse worldwide, most recently in Saudi Arabia. We're going to talk about that. And since that, she's had the privilege of visiting 35 out of 195 countries, which is crazy. And three out of seven continents. Like she's traveling the world, loving it. We are living for this kind of energy. Today, we're going to get into all things NICU nursing, international nurse travel, entrepreneurship, content creation, and curating the life you love. Without further ado, let's get into it with Kylie. Well, hello, Miss Kylie. Welcome to the Selfish Show. Hi, guys. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I know it's crazy because we've never met in person, but I feel like we know each other so well. I know, 100%. I know a lot of things about you guys from listening to your podcast, following you Way on social media, <laughs> right? We've also rebooked this about I know. 12 times. Yeah. I think we're going to record what, November, December? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last and year. And it's March. Yeah. Oh my God. Months oh my ago. God, how is it March already? It's March. That's so what gross. The? Oh my God. Okay. Well, we must ask you what is your unpopular opinion? So I knew that you guys did this because <laughs> I've been listening to the selfie show. And I, at first, I was like, I don't have an unpopular opinion. But then they came flooding to me. So I think mine would be I do not understand gender reveals. God bless. Exactly. I love you. No. Exactly. I hate that. Oh, my God. I, I love you so you're, much. You are it's speaking my literally... Okay. So if I if somebody does a gender reveal, I just unfollow or mute because I'm like, <laughs> I think differently about you now. I mean, I feel like it's fine if you do like a cake with your family, but like, 
I don't care. I don't, I don't want to see it. And the big parties, I'm like. It's gotten way too over the top. And then you're going to have a baby shower and then a first birthday. And then I'm assuming you've maybe or may not be married. But if you are married, then at some point you had a wedding and a bridal shower and a bachelorette party and all this shit. It's like, how much money and time do I have to spend going to 900 fucking parties for you? You know who's never had a party? Me, ever. Nothing. Because I don't have kids and I'm not married. But I got to go to 9,000 and spend all my fucking money on gifts for you for every little thing just because... You're having a baby and it's a boy or a girl. I don't even give okay. a shit. It could be a hermaphrodite because I'm a NICU nurse. <laughs> don't care. Okay. The second. So then I, in my head, was down a rabbit hole. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, wait, my blood's boiling why already. do people have all these parties now? Mm-hmm. And then you have the engagement party and then you have the wedding shower yes. and then you have the couple shower. That's a red party. Have... And then, yep. Oh. Have you heard of a bridal yeah. brunch? Oh, no. Oh, yes. I'm like, is this not a bachelorette party? It's basically like a bachelorette party, but not. It's so you're the old, not fun people that can't come to a bachelorette party can come to your like bridal brunch. But I'm like, but you had a bridal shower. Isn't that the and same And now thing? you're having a bachelorette party and now you get a bridal. What the fuck? Stop. We don't, you don't get that many celebrations. Stop. No. I actually have multiple friends who will do a destination bachelorette and then they'll do a home bachelorette. No. For those that can't make it. But it nope. just makes people feel like you have to attend both yeah. like yeah it really you can't make that you can't make it no one's so sad that they want to do something for you anyways like darn i didn't get yeah. to spend a bunch of money for you let's do something local so i can spend a bunch of money on you <laughs> if they couldn't make it it was probably because like, it was yeah, financially yeah. too much yeah, yeah. yeah. too much exactly but exactly. gender reveal it's like you're having a baby does it matter yeah. if it's a boy or girl right does it change anything no like no, no. So why? No, i don't mind people that like did something at home and posted it but it's the party right it's the party for right well, right I don't yeah. mind if you do something with your own family and then you're just posting. This is how we found out. Like, that's cute. Love but, that. Yeah. And but then the party. Yeah. Did you guys see it a couple of years ago? A couple did one and it started like a huge fire. fire. That was here in California. That was here. Hi. Yeah. Yes. We burn yeah. down all the time and now we have people lighting off. Yeah, the theatrics have gotten extreme, too. I just think, in general, a lot of these things have gotten way too over the top. I'm just over it. Honestly, because we've talked about this before with Sam, I'm like, if one, if you get married at some point, I'm like, let's do destination. Or, oh, absolutely. Like, I would just do an over-the-top bougie elopement, to be mm-hmm. honest. Like, yes, I think yeah. that's just the way to go. Like, I love that. I mean, yeah, it's just gone way too over-the-top. It's funny because, okay, so for my wedding, so we got married for New Year's Eve, right? And so right around the time when you're supposed to do your bridal shower and your bachelorette party, whatever, I was, it was right during the holidays. So for me, I was like, honestly, I'm just going to clump everything on the same weekend. So my best girlfriends who are coming in town, we're going to do my bridal shower Mm -hmm. during Mm -hmm. the day on Saturday. And literally that night, we just went local Mm -hmm. like here Mm -hmm. in the South Bay and just went out for a night, did a nice dinner. And then I got completely trashed at our local bars. And it was honestly so much fun. And I feel like it was so much less pressure. Like you just come mm-hmm. in, you fly in for one thing, one weekend. I don't want to overload people and just do it all at once. I've totally. seen a lot of TikToks too where people have had falling outs over bachelorette parties and not going because the bride will be upset that they're not willing to spend three grand to go to their like destination, fly well, to Nashville for the weekend and rent an Airbnb and do all these things and buy all this whole new fucking wardrobe and everything. It's too uh, absurd. I've seen on TikTok lately that the new thing is to hire somebody oh. to come film TikToks for you. I've seen like, those ads. I'm like, no. And I like got in a rabbit hole. and now Or I, there's yeah. companies that will set up the whole house and have it like all the inflatables and the this and the that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, or are we living for social media? And this is someone who's a social media whore. My whole life's out I know. on there. Like, I, <laughs> I literally know. am viral saying that I do anal sex because I'm 37. Like my whole life yeah. is on the fucking internet. And even then I'm just like, the bachelorette party is not just like, are you there to actually have fun with your girls or are you just there to get a social media snippet? Production, right? Production. Totally. 100%. Too yeah. Much. Well, yeah. When you well, said we can like, hang out anytime. Outfits, yeah. I went to a bachelorette party and she did a theme every single night yep. and we had oh. to buy like but crazy outfits, not like a normal, like wear white, wear oh, black. It's, it's like, like a wig, a costume of this. Yes, yeah, like dress like an alien, basically. <laughs> it's gotten all of the, oh the everything. It's I blame, so, yeah, the internet, social media, social yeah. media Pinterest. Yeah. Everyone has to one up. We're, we got to reel it back. We got to bring it back. We're taking back our power. Man. Totally. 
Or just like, it's okay to say no and not go and be like, I can't afford that. And that's okay too. Because a lot of people can't afford these things. So no. Yeah. And as a NICU nurse, I just want to be like, the gender of your baby doesn't matter because guess what? They might be 12 and decide they don't they, identify that way. Anyways. Exactly. So I feel, and yeah, I feel on like top of that, up, it's like, it's the least important toes. thing about your child. I don't even actually yeah. care if my kids all have 10 toes. Being a NICU nurse, I'm like, all right, 20 week anatomy scan. I don't care about a penis or a vagina. How's our heart looking? Yeah. Do we have yeah, all four no. chambers? What's going on? Do we have both kidneys? Where are we at? Literally we compatible with life. I, yeah. Priorities. I told my parents, I was like, I feel like I get triggered by like, yeah, like being a NICU nurse, I get triggered by like normal things. I'm mm-hmm. like, totally. why are we like, there's so many people struggling in the NICU and yeah, yeah why are we celebrating these things that don't matter? Like, right. yeah. And it's exciting. My brother's best friend has three daughters and they finally just had their fourth kid. And it's like, he's football guy, three daughters, fourth kid. And they didn't have a big party. They just did it with their little, their sister films, her and the three girls doing the little poppers to see what it was. And then they posted that, but it wasn't a whole big party. And I'm like, if anything, that mattered. And they are having a boy. Yay. He's finally getting his son on the fourth kid. And that's cool. I can get that emotional when you, I have three girls. I would love to have a boy. Right. And they didn't even do a party. They did the thing and they were excited and yay. And it meant a lot to them. But it's like the over the top production or the first birthday parties where it's Uh, the one year old's not going to remember it. And they hire a whole fucking circus and zoo and face paint and all the things. And I'm like, who is this for? Yeah. No, exactly. It's first birthday. You left this. This is so good. (laughs) No, I was like nervous to say it because I'm like, what if they don't agree with me? (laughs) Honestly, we feel bad saying this. We actually have done this one. So I love that you did it. Oh, you feel bad saying this because we, I have friends that have done the gender reveal. We all have. Like I've gone off on sprinkles too. And I've had friends that have done the sprinkles. We help host the sprinkles. I've actually helped host a sprinkle and yeah. I'm like I'm ashamed of myself <laughs> yes. but that one had enough time passing and it was a different gender that I felt like okay I can get down with it yeah. but I think yeah Tori and I have popped off sometimes and the things we're popping off on is something our friends have done absolutely we're like, actually we were just slamming getting engaged on Valentine's Day and then one of Tori's best friends got engaged on engaged and, like, <laughs> and she texted me on February 15th and was like Oh my god! Oh my god! You think she listened? I and I was like, I hope not. I don't but think so. we love you, and well, your she, ring is gorgeous. You know what? Does it listen. doesn't even matter because her ring is so beautiful. Yeah, it is. If you're listening to this, we love you. You have the prettiest ring I've ever seen. <laughs> so it does not matter what bullshit comes out of Tori and I's mouth, because at the end of the day, you have a but better engagement is- ring than I have seen from anyone on earth, unless you're a Kardashian. <laughs> I am obsessed. I will rob her. Like, I love her ring so much. But it's funny because the unpopular opinions that we bring, honestly, like, most of the time, it's going against our own tribe. Yeah, we're literally always going against our own friends. And we're like, sorry, don't hate us. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is really funny, actually, that you bring this up. So my mom, this week, we were on a trip visiting my brother. And my mom, we're literally driving up. And she she looks at me and she goes, wait, is this okay that I'm wearing this? And I look at her. What was she wearing? And she goes, wait, no, this is millennial pink. But is this okay? And I'm like... Oh my God, mom, like she, cause she was like list, literally listening. So we did the unpopular opinion millennial pink leggings, of millennial pink is getting attacked. Right. And my mom's so cute. Look. And she was like, wait, but is this okay? And I was like, are we creating no, a complex? Like what's Lori, going on? We don't care because no. I still wear millennial pink and I'm not going to stop. Yes. And they can so continue. it's just I've funny. because ne- I don't even yeah. know what millennial pink is. It's on this TikTok. Is an this is something I've never heard. It's just, you're like trying really hard to be feminine, but classy if you wear like pink like this okay it's like aging you basically gen z doesn't wear millennial pink but people like me who have millennial pink bedding and a millennial pink velvet armchair in their house apparently i am dating (laughs) myself i'm outing myself as a millennial yeah it's a whole color scheme here we are we love love this first we love our unpopular yes so we're here for millennial pink and we're not here for the gender reveals and if tori ever uses those little embryos one i think we're already gonna know well actually yeah. we, we do know perfect so you don't even get oh, a gender do you? I, <laughs> sucks to suck so we know what her embryos are yes we do know actually, but you announce that publicly so i have not do it, but it would not be a surprise the whole point we're is to actually keep... see the surprise of the parents when the parents already know i'm like i had this happen yeah. i went to one and the parents already knew oh, so i'm see? like you're having a party to reveal to us i give two fucks <laughs> If anything, I just want to see the mom and dad's reaction because I want to see if they look disappointed or not. Totally. Like, That's like yeah. all I care about. So I'm like, yeah. you don't need to see my, I don't give a shit. Yeah, we don't care. We don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I love, love this. It. Perfect. Oh, we get along. 
All right, Miss Kelly. Well, we got to know. Okay, so. Who the I, hell are you? Who are you? Let's go back. Yeah. Let's get all the deets. Where'd you grow up? Let's get all the pre-NICU 101. Okay, pre-NICU. I am from Nebraska. Flyover state. There's no reason to visit us. This is honestly and true. I went to Clemson for college and I did not know I wanted to be a nurse. So I was just like bumming around like. I don't know what I was doing. And then I was about to graduate and I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I have no idea. And the only thing I was good at was science. So I was like, I guess I have to go into medicine. But I was like, well, I'm definitely not going to med school. Not smart enough for that. And I feel like nursing would be a really good route. So I went into nursing. I'm the oldest of four. I don't feel like I have any really interesting facts before pre-nursing. That's right. it. From Nebraska, oldest of four. Went to Clemson. Cool. <laughs> we love this for us. And I'm I like, say, this is boring. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> I'm going to give you the credit to say you are smart enough for med school. You oh, just want to have a life and not have 400K in I, student loans. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't have the drive because. That's, there's the word. That's Totally like I am smart enough for med school. I but don't no have that drive and determination to sit there and say, I'm going to give up this many years of my life. Yeah. That's I okay. don't even have the drive to go get my master's in nursing. I just oh, like, don't. Trust it's a me. fancy piece of paper. Right now, no, I'm feeling oh, yeah, that. Yeah, I forgot that you were doing that. Yeah, I'm finishing. Okay, yeah. I'm in my last class. Okay, well, you have been living Sam's wet dream and traveling the world and no literally literally you have been everywhere where okay so you've been to Asia the Caribbean Eurasia Europe Western Europe Northern Europe Middle East I got the travel bug quite early I remember like when I was a nurse so a, a nurse I'm still a nurse when I was a new nurse and I was following this girl on Instagram Brooke Soward from World of Wonderlust And I would just sit there and be like, I wasn't traveling yet, but I was really wanted to, but I was so nervous to do it. And I got one of my friends to go to Ireland with me and it was the best trip ever. And right when we got back, I was like, we should plan another trip. And she was like, no, I don't have the time to do that. And so I just realized like as a nurse, we have so much time off work, even without Mm -hmm. PTO. Like I did the math the other day. I think we have like 198 days or something off a year. And if and you're strategic about how you schedule 100 and, and your sick calls, you could really milk that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I don't really have any. None of my really good friends are nurses that we would travel together. So I was like, fine, I'm just going to go alone because I would be so sad to die and not see in the world like I want Mm. to. So I started traveling solo when I was 28, like a real solo. Where was your first one? So my very first solo trip, I was volunteering in North Macedonia and I traveled to Munich, Germany just for the weekend. I'm going to Macedonia (laughs) for a volunteer trip with Project Hope. That's who I did it with. Wait, amazing. I'm going to Kosovo and Macedonia for two weeks. Oh, I really want to go to Kosovo. For neonatal care. For neonatal care. Are you going to work in Skopje? Yeah. Oh, my God. We're going to talk later. I won't bore the whole podcast world with our connection. I always have these weird fucking things. Like, I went to junior high with a guest, and we didn't know. Such a good experience. Yeah. I'm going to hit you up. Okay, back to you. (laughs) So I started traveling at 27, 28, and sometimes I get a lot of messages like, am I too old to do XYZ. And I just, I really wish that women, I think women are worse at it than men. And Mm -hmm. I wish that we would just like embrace where we're at and realize that not everyone's path looks the same. Mm -hmm. And sure, you might feel like you're too old, but how miserable to not do something because of that reason. And my biggest (laughs) thing is you want to look back on your life in 10 years and think, I hated that. Why did I do that? Versus Mm -hmm. I wish I would have done that. You want to do everything so you don't look back and regret it. 100%. How many times do you get asked, is it too late for me to go back to nursing school? I'm like, in two years, you're going to be two years older anyways. So what difference does it Time is going to pass. Is it too late to be a travel nurse? I'm 30. I'm like, I'm 33 and I'm starting my next assignment. So I don't know. You tell me. 
And it's crazy just how my personality has changed in a mm-hmm. positive way. I'm oh, a lot more confident. I could literally talk to anybody. I think that it's been such a confidence boost. It's been so enriching and it makes you more interesting as well because you have all these experiences to draw on and talk about. And I rem- I did a five-month solo trip and before I left, wow. I was working and at as a traveler at a hospital in Seattle. And this nurse said to me, and she I'm sure she didn't mean any harm, but it affected me so much because I was so self-conscious. I was 28, which is, this is not okay. I was 28 and I felt too old to be doing what I was doing, but I was going to do it anyways. And I was so self-conscious and she looks at me and she goes, what are you going to do by yourself? Like how boring. And I was oh. like, I know. Oh. Honey, I, like, I can entertain myself so well. I love being solo by myself. I, I like, it is literally time, like, no, you're boring. Like, yeah. My gosh, I was so shook Wow. Up. But that says everything about her and not you. Because yeah. you would be bored on a trip by yourself mm-hmm. because you don't have enjoyment and happiness with yourself that you could just go somewhere and be alone and find mm-hmm. something to do or talk yeah. to people or make friends or do anything. It's 100%. like, that says everything about you and nothing yeah. about Kylie. Yeah. Boop. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe on that bloodline too. Okay, in terms of NICU nursing, what, one, what was the decision? Was there a decision that you were like, okay, I'm going to be a NICU nurse? And what's something that you didn't expect about being a NICU nurse? So I went to nursing. So I didn't even know I was going to go to nursing school till five. You guys, I actually was in a master's program, like a bridge, get Mm -hmm. your, and bridge to the master's without working. I didn't even know that in school. I, I had you. no idea that I wasn't on track to just become like a RN and start work. And before I graduate, people are like, oh, yeah, we take the NCLEX and we start the master's part. I'm like, what? <laughs> so that's how prepared I am. So I I'm in nursing school. I hated it. I was like, this Same. sucks. I literally don't want to be a nurse. I'm really sad because I've spent time and money. And what am I going to do? And it I was doing like a year and a half program, an accelerated program. So the program was almost over and I'm go to clinicals one day and something had happened. I was supposed to be on, I think, labor and delivery and maybe the nurse didn't show up. Who knows? But I got put in the NICU. I didn't ask, didn't think ever about the NICU. And I walked in and I get, I might have goosebumps right now because I walked in and it was just this such this feeling of like, I know why I'm here now. And that was really special. And that changed my nursing experience, obviously. But something I didn't expect. So I'm going to go still. So it's the first day I'm in the NICU as a student. And bless her, but this mother that we were helping with her baby just peed in the chair. She didn't, no shame, which is great. No shame. And so stuff like that's like you don't expect the parents I think sometimes do really funny things and Dynamics. that was not something that I was expecting but that mm. I love also like that's probably the highlight of my job is the crazy funny things that parents do mm-hmm. I know yeah, there's used to be this one mom that would get fully naked to skin and we're like you don't have to get like fully, fully naked. naked you just get down to her thong I mean I'm one comfortable time- like boobs are cool but it's just you're sitting on the chair, bare ass. It's not. One time I walked into a room and the dad, I mean, he had, he did have pants on, so he wasn't naked, but the dad was skin to skin with his like five-year-old child who then was skin to skin with the baby. And it was like a sandwich of skin to skin. Oh my God. See, some of the things I think that these stories that we could Actually, Tori's tell been posting write... some on her like stories recently okay. about a breast pump. Okay, so I this like, is really funny. God. So what happened was Natalie, Nurse Natalie, who's one of our good friends, she's been on the okay. show several times. She did a question box asking, what's the weirdest thing that you've ever seen from like as a nurse? Just period, right? And one of the things was in the NICU, a dad was jacking off with Oh, yeah, I think breast I saw pump. this on your thing. Stop. And yeah, I'm like, no. Okay, I with just the really breast wanted, pump. yes, with the breast pump, with like apparently the flange, and I'm like, I really want to know, like, how is this logistically like possible? I want, I want to know how this works. Yeah, but it's just funny because, and then that I post reposted it, and then of course a trail of things happened where a lot of other NICU nurses were like, yeah. let me tell you about what I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just funny because I would agree with you. I think sometimes the things that we say are a little out very there. surprising, but 
definitely my favorite part of the job. <laughs> okay, so you were a NICU nurse. And I want to talk about this transition because it is really interesting. You, how long did you work bedside? And then when was your decision to start traveling like internationally? Because there's a difference between just going and traveling yeah, and Tori doing traveled this. and never moved. Totally. Or <laughs> even just visiting places and vacationing there. But then it's a whole different layer when you're working there mm -hmm. internationally. So let's talk about that. How did that all start? So I started at the bedside in Kansas City, worked for two years, and then I started travel nursing immediately. And then I travel nurse for five years, but I also would take really long breaks to travel for fun internationally. And then I came back. I was working as a travel nurse in San Francisco and I was feeling very unsettled. So I was like, I'm trying to speed this up because I have seven years of travel nursing experience. I went staff in Chicago for a year, hated it. And then I started working in Saudi Arabia as an international nurse. And that was your first international? That thing. was my first. Yeah. So I did the volunteering with Project Hope in North Macedonia. And that was eight weeks. But I wasn't working as a nurse in that role. I was working as an educator. And that was mm -hmm. in 2017. And then my international, my real international experience was working as a nurse in Saudi Arabia. Mm, okay. So how did that, how did you even find Saudi Arabia? How do you even go about the logistics of getting the light, everything? Yeah. How? How? <laughs> so a girl I was working with in Seattle uh, did this job in Saudi Arabia and she loved it. Like she had the best things to say about it. And there's this company in Canada called Helen Ziegler who does all the licenses. People will be like, how did you get your life? I'm like, I don't know how I got it. I just sent some paperwork. So I applied with Helen Ziegler. And I definitely, the thing that surprised me the most about going to Saudi Arabia and what Helen Ziegler, the company, it's weird that it's a person's name because I'm talking about the company. But what they have told me also is the number one thing that deters people from getting there. So they'll get on at the phone with you. And the first thing they'll talk about is pay because the pay is actually not great. My package with eight years of experience was about, well, it was about 75000 after taxes, but I think people are expecting much more. For how long of an assignment? It was a year contract. So $75,000 for the year. But the bad thing is you get a big, big chunk of that when you finish. It finished, so obviously. Um, so that to people going over there and working. And Actually, that was at the better paid hospital. The more popular hospital, the pay package is 60000 And you're working 198 hours a month, which comes out to about four to five days a week. So you're working much more than you work in the United States. So the pay is not ideal. Hmm. Oh, I'm surprised no too because Saudi Arabia is such a rich country. That didn't deter you because I would already be like, yeah, well, reason, I think I'm at out. the time you were probably, yeah, where was your headset? I really wanted to go. I wanted the experience. And when I actually ended up going, right, working staff in Chicago, which made, I made no money. I made $2,300, I think, every two weeks after taxes. So that comes out to I, about the same as being in Saudi. And I was like, It'll be similar money. It'll be actually be a little bit more. But at least your living expenses are paid for. Yeah. So I didn't have any bills. Yeah. So I, my thought was, yeah, but I, they didn't, they weren't very clear about that you're working more hours. I don't know if that would have changed my mind. And they were 12 hour shifts? 12 hour shifts. Were you days, nights? You did one month day, one month night, one month day, one month night. Yeah. So rotating when you were doing this, I kind of want to talk about, because it sounds very glamorous, right? And I love that you're touching on this as working internationally. But I kind of want to talk about maybe the things that we don't always think about and the mm -hmm. things that you need to consider when you're doing this. So mm -hmm. in my head, like your language barriers, right? The dynamics, mm -hmm. medical equipment's different, standards of care. Like what are some of the things that you, when you were going through this, that you either expected, didn't expect, or what was it like in different countries? So Actually, both times in North Macedonia and Saudi Arabia, the thing that I struggled with the most is transitioning my mindset into not being American. Like I had trouble with that both places. And in Saudi, that did get me in trouble. But like in North Macedonia, even 
just the way that you communicate with the nurses and the providers, like that was really challenging for me to just not be myself. Americans are loud. I'm very loud. The way that I speak came off, I think, as offensive to some people. And so that was that's a really challenging thing. And then just going into it, knowing that education levels are way different Mm -hmm. across the board in nursing in other countries. And so just doing a good job at not making people feel stupid, but also like standing up for yourself and being like, no, I can do this. I would get in trouble for removing a UVC line. I'm like, no, I can Mm. remove a UVC line. Like I or so just those things, just keeping in mind that culturally it's so different Mm -hmm. and trying to be respectful of that. I think even just understanding cultural norms too, though, those Mm -hmm. little things we take for granted, even just verbal and nonverbal communication and all of those. And Saudi, that was so hard. And then the women where, not every woman, but a lot of them at the hospital would cover everything but their eyes. So it was challenging to keep track of names and who am I speaking to? And they're really good there culturally about calling you by your name. And so I always felt kind of rude because I really struggled with keeping track of who everyone was. And that was like very challenging for me, not being able to see their face and then connect their name and mm-hmm. little stuff like that. What about the language barrier? Because I'm curious, like I even like reading the medications and reading orders, like what is that like? So in South, so in North Macedonia, yeah, it was in Macedonian. So that was impossible. I couldn't read anything. And Some days I'd be there and no nurses would speak English, but the doctors had to. It's a requirement because medical school, I believe the textbooks are in English. So you had to speak English. So that was, yeah, that was, I mean, there were days that if no nurses are speaking English, I can't communicate with you. Mm -hmm. But in Saudi, it was a requirement that you have to speak English. I think where the problem fell is that there were no translators. So when parents come in, you have to mm-hmm. go get the doctor, but they don't tell you what they're saying. They don't mm-hmm. turn to you and say, do you need them to know anything? They mm-hmm. say what they want and leave and you have no idea what the conversation was. So I would actually get on Google Translate and try to type like, I need you to pump this many mm-hmm. times a day. And but I don't who knows even if the Google Translate was like relaying that correctly. Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was hard. And then, okay, so in terms of international travel, what? how many countries have you internationally traveled, like in terms of nursing? Oh, in terms of nursing. Yeah. Just the two. The two. Okay, so when you were going over there, when you were preparing for nursing, what are some things that you did or how did you start this process? Like point one, you're talking to the person who's like, I want to start international travel. Where do you even start? So... I started just by Googling, like, what, who, yeah, how do I work volunteer internationally? At that time, I wasn't thinking work. I was thinking, like, volunteer experiences. So that's how I started. And I have no idea how Project Hope, I feel like it fell in my lap. I was in a really dark place at the time that I was doing this research, and it just felt like a gift from the universe. I felt like it fell, it fell in my lap. So I go to the website, just apply, and they set up an interview. And it's interesting because I interviewed with the two Project Hope leaders in North Macedonia, and then I who are male. And then I interviewed with the woman who she's not there anymore, but she was the like the liaison, I guess, between mm-hmm. us all. And she told me I interviewed with the males first. And then she told me when I met her in person, and we're good friends, like it's not offensive to me at all, but she was like, I did not want you to go here. Like you did, I didn't, I was not qualified. She's like, the men wanted you to come. I think it was just, yeah. So she's like, you weren't qualified. I didn't want you here. You shouldn't even have gotten this position. And then the thing with Saudi, again, it was word of mouth. And then I just applied. But I would recommend Googling. I have some articles about working with international companies. If you want to work in Australia, you would work with Healthcare Australia. 
if you want to work in, I think it's called nursing, intercontinental nursing for if you want to work in England. So there's a lot of opportunities, but it's just finding those things on Google. Right. Yeah. Just taking the time to work. Would you do an international like Mm -hmm. travel assignment again? Yeah. So I actually there, I interviewed for a job in Germany, which that's a good one because they have a U.S. Air Force base, the army base in the south near the border of France. But so I got a job there, but it's a three-year contract and that feels daunting right now that's another approach people can take yeah it's like figuring out where united states has around the world when you're talking to someone because i think travel nursing over the past couple years has very become much in vogue obviously this is something that we're all doing what's your best advice for someone who wants to start travel nursing what are some like top three things that you think every nurse should know before they start doing this number one it's going to be super freaking uncomfortable. Travel nursing is not all rainbows and butterflies. It's not like what everyone's posting on social media. It's very uncomfortable sometimes. Mm-hmm. And people can be catty and it's just uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So that'd be number one. Number two, I would say, this is a cliche thing to say, but just be organized. Travel nursing is pretty chaotic. And the more organized you are, the better your assignment will be. Keep Mm -hmm. all of your vaccines in one spot, all of your paperwork, all of your tests, everything. And then number three would be expect to make friends everywhere you go. I went into it thinking, oh my gosh, me and the nurses are going to be best friends. But it's like, no, the nurses get so many travelers. They're not investing. Some places, yes, but Mm -hmm. you have to be okay with being alone and being uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. 100%. I will say this. I think the landscape of nursing has changed dramatically since we all started, right? I mean, we started back. When I started, a traveler was basically family. We'd have a going away party for them when their assignment ended because we loved them. Yeah. So sad they're leaving. And now it's like people don't even know if you're a traveler that day, if you're registry, if you're a float, and they don't know how long if you're here for four weeks, 13. It's just, it's a. Yeah. I actually, I always take donuts the first day and write a note. Like, I'm the new traveler on the unit. Please come say hello. I'd love to meet you. So that's like a, that I feel like gets into into the stomach. You get into the heart. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I'll give you all the secrets. 100%. For sure. For sure. How have you navigated? I think one of the hardest parts for travel nursing is kind of figuring out, okay, you're in an assignment, right? But then you do have to constantly think ahead. What's your next move? How do you navigate this when you're, because you're essentially traveling, you're full-time traveling now, or this is like how you, so how do you navigate this and figuring out your next move and like how Would do you, you even strategy? take a staff position again? You did one that year in Chicago. Would you ever? I would not take a staff position again. No, I don't. I, well, unless it was like a per diem, or a PRN thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't think staff nurses are paid well. And that really grinds my gears. But I think, yeah, this moving around a lot. What's the word for that? Not no being mad. transient. Yeah. Transient. Yeah. Yes. Being Gypsy. this transient. <laughs> it is really hard to yeah, plan in advance and figure out next moves. I just do it in increments. So my, my assignment in Seattle ends April 22nd. And I'm going to Europe for the month of May. And then... I don't know. Figure it out from there. What has been your favorite place to travel or like maybe the reasons why your favorite, like what have been your favorite experiences? I'm kind of curious about this because although I traveled, I didn't get to do all the things you were doing. Yeah. A hundred percent. Georgia, the country is not only, I think my favorite country in the world, but it has the craziest, I have the craziest stories from that trip but Georgia it's so freaking cheap I stayed in a really nice mm. Airbnb for nine dollars a night wow yeah it's the birthplace of wine and I love wine that's why I visited Bless. so that has that going for it just amazing culture it's so beautiful the most special people they're so kind it is not abnormal to travel to Georgia and be invited to somebody's house for dinner mm. like they're just so welcoming the Food is butter, cheese, and bread. So, like, what wow. you can't go yeah. wrong. Wow. Yeah. So, definitely, Georgia is my favorite location, and I want everyone to go there because nobody's going and they need to. 
Mm-hmm. I'm gonna Google. Like but under, also, yeah, yeah. I just have like really good memories from my trip in Georgia. So mm. that also, I think, yeah. What's your biggest piece of advice to solo females mm. thinking about it? My biggest piece of advice would be, I don't want to say something cliche like be safe. So I'm trying right. to be really insightful here. Okay. My biggest piece of advice would be just follow your heart and do what you want. One thing I think with solo traveling, sometimes you kind of get, which is good, like you, when you're traveling alone, a lot of people want to befriend you, but it can be hard to kind of say like, that's not the direction my trip is going. Like I need to do my own thing. So just like follow your heart and learn to say no and that no is a complete sentence. You don't need to explain yourself. So that would be my biggest piece of advice. Mm-hmm. You don't need to qualify it. Yeah. I can feel like we always feel like we need to. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, because I'm curious, because you travel so, 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 so much. Like, how do you plan this out? And when you do, like, how do you determine, like, okay, I'm going to stay here for this amount of time. I'm going to stay there for a amount of time. Mm-hmm. What is your strategy here? I love to salt slow travel. Every So anywhere I go, I build in one extra day to just lay on the couch, like just in case. It's a just in case I want to lay on the couch day or just in case I want to sit at a cafe all day and drink wine. So I and I like to see like a whole country. So I don't usually do like Lisbon, Paris, London. Like I'd rather just see all of Portugal because how do you really know if you like a place Mm -hmm. if you only visit the capital Mm -hmm. and then you move on? So I... I like to see the whole country and go very Okay. How, yeah. since you are so transient, how is like dating life when you're goodness. always traveling on the go, well, this country, <laughs> this here, there? So now I have a boyfriend oh. who, yeah, he's a little bit younger and he lives in Paris. Oh. And we met when I was traveling in Greece and he was also traveling in Greece. But before that, my dating life was non-existent. Like, I would try to be on the I hate the apps because they drain my energy like the guys on the apps are like oh I want to just poke myself in the eye when I'm talking to some of these people but also in travel nursing I would meet people and they'd be like oh so you're only here for another month I'm like well wait if I really like you maybe I'm here longer not worry about that yeah Give me a chance. <laughs> no. Wait, you guys met in Greece? What a freaking cool story. romantic Let's tale that is. Because that that's like really a romantic story. country. So how do yeah. you guys now in terms of like you're here in the States, yeah, what's your dynamic you... like? Uh, it's so hard. So, well, he's very good at communicating, which is amazing. So we Probably because he's not American. Video. Totally. Okay. He's 27. He acts so much more mature than anyone than me for sure but then any guy that I know I'm like where does this level of like awareness come from your parents did such a good job raising you I don't even understand we got in a huge fight a month ago I don't know and he came downstairs where I was and he was like I just want you to I I just want to tell you it really hurts my heart when you cannot find it in you to it was my the fight was me to apologize and sometimes i just need you to say i'm sorry and that would make me feel better when's the wedding because (laughs) if you fuck this up look see if we fall in love would you move to london or would i stay here maybe you're inspiring me that is like that doesn't exist that is definitely not an american man right there oh my god we need to get a post paris update after you go Okay. So how often are you guys seeing each other? Like, okay. And then also long term, let's say you guys are- Okay. We have a long term plan. What's the plan? I'll tell you the plan. I haven't told anyone the plan. Oh, but- Exclusive. This is, yes. So we're actually going to Asia for a year. So we're leaving. Yeah. We're leaving in September and we'll be gone for a year. And then the plan after that will be, as long as we don't murder each other, to- Move to Paris and and happily ever that. after. So, wait, are you planning a, that to work while you're there? What's the plan in Asia? Mm-hmm. I am plan. Ugh. I hope that I can just make money off of my blog and social media, and yeah, but I'm not planning on doing any like 
Good crazy you. That work. Amazing. Stuff. Good for yeah. you. Love this. Gosh, wait, how's yeah. his accent? Amazing. Oh. Mm. He says the funniest things like the microwave and the vegetables <laughs> and I'll roll my eyes at him. And the first time I did it, he goes, why do you put your eyes upstairs like that? Upstairs <laughs> like that. That's so, that's so cute. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. Let's go into that because this is a big piece of why I absolutely adore you. We've known each other for many <laughs> years now. Passports and premies. Let's talk about your yeah. blog and starting yes. this. Okay. Square one, day one. How did this evolve? What was the idea for this? Okay. So I said that I would sit in Kansas City following this world of wanderlust thinking, oh, my God, I want to do this. And so I sat on the idea for years because I was too chicken. And then when I left to go volunteer in North Macedonia, before that, me and my sister went to Paris together and we're drinking wine on this boat. And I'm like telling her, I just really want to do this. I don't know what it would be called. She thought of the name for me, like right off the bat. She's like, passwords and preemies. I was like, oh, okay. And then like that, it started from there. But it was such a slow process because like we were talking about this earlier. It's really hard to find information on how to start like a brand, a blog, a podcast, anything, you're, anything. 100%. And so I feel like I've made so many mistakes, which I'm grateful for because now I know what I'm doing more so. But I feel like I've wasted a lot of time as well, like getting everything started. And it was a very slow process. And when people, I think, come to my page now and they see how it is, they just expect that it was like an overnight thing. And it's like, no, yeah. I had to do this for years. For five, I had Instagram for five years before I even reached 10,000 followers. It's not an easy thing. And it's not something to do if you're not passionate about it, for sure. Mm -hmm. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. When you started the blog, what are maybe your best tips for someone who is maybe thinking about getting into the space? Like, in terms of developing it and do you have any good advice for them? Oh my gosh, get help right away. I thought if I ask for help, it means I can't do it. So for a year and a half, I just fucked around like not knowing what was going on. And then I finally purchased a course, Superstar Blogging by Nomadic Matt. And it, it was a really good course. I am not sure he still sells it, but if you're listening to this, you should look into it. So I would get help right away. That would be like my biggest advice. Mm -hmm. Get help right away and be consistent. I sucked for so long, but it's like you do it every day and you get better. Like mm -hmm. yeah. you need to be consistent to learn how to do it. And then it starts to become easier. Like people are like, how do you write a blog post every week? That's so hard. It's like, yeah, it was hard, but I've done it for five years now. So it's actually really easy for me to do now. Mm -hmm. So consistency and getting help. I absolutely love that. I think it's interesting because I, you and I, when did you, so you've been doing it about for five years. I've been shy of that, but it is, it's such a thing where I love all of your tips. Like it's like Google it, right? You hundred percent, you figure it out as you go. And mm -hmm. I think also networking, it's really, it's yeah. kind of fun to be in that space and work together on things. Mm -hmm. You and I were talking about this. It feels like mm -hmm. oftentimes the people who are so successful, it's a lot of gatekeeping yeah. And a lot of behind the scenes. And it's I really enjoy sharing with so many people. That's yeah. why with social media, I think for me, being able to share so many things and create a community and actually answer the questions and be a resource for people that to me is so much more valuable. Um, I think we have a long way to go. But I just love everything you do. I mean, all of your blogs, your sure. site is wonderful. It's such a great thing. In terms of your NICU, what are your best like NICU pieces of advice for some future NICU nurses coming up okay I think so I think obviously there's a misconception about the NICU that we hold babies and so if you're looking to get into the NICU definitely just being prepared to work your ass off you have to study a lot to be in the NICU these babies are so fragile and sick so just studying but also knowing when you get into the NICU, we all started in the same place. Mm -hmm. Ask questions. Don't. It's not a bad thing to not know what you're doing. Just ask for help and be patient and you'll start to learn. You'll start to get more comfortable. So just, yeah, asking for help, being patient and 
putting the work in, I think, makes like a successful NICU nurse. 100% agree. Yeah. It's interesting because I think that's the thing that whenever I'm, you know, helping someone or doing a mentorship or that's the big thing is being okay, feeling uncomfortable, get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable, especially mm -hmm. for nurses who've started in other units because mm -hmm. it is unlike any other unit. And I know every unit kind of says that, but we truly are so different. You're going to have to unlearn and relearn. And it's okay to be uncomfortable. I think that's a big piece of what we do, right? It's like the other thing about NICU is everything's freaking changing all the time. Our evidence-based mm -hmm. research is constantly changing. It's updating. I mean, even with Sam, with the product that she's doing right now, we're using it in such different ways. That it's interesting because you're constantly having to shift and change this new technology, mm -hmm. new products, new things. Mm -hmm. It is. It can be overwhelming, but it's like just take it day by well, day. There's very, very little research on neonates because it's a very hard population to, to study. consent to and study. to do even research on. So the more that comes out, the more it is changing practice and things like that. So I it's such a very undiscovered territory. Yeah. One thing I struggle with as a travel NICU nurse is like how you said that research is always changing. So sometimes I go to a hospital. I'm like, are you a before the research or like yeah or is yeah. this new research or are you just doing something wrong like I don't know yeah, yeah. it's interesting okay so I may as well talk about it. I haven't talked about it at all I tried to because this is what I want to work on coming up and been a big project but the thing I'm working on or trying to bring out is NICU badge buddies right that's been a work in progress I've been doing a lot but the interesting part about it, what's really tough is to commit to something that might change. What exactly? Might. So the issue is we don't have really firm standardization. When you're talking blood pressures, when you're talking SAT level, levels, when you're talking everything. So for me, I'm having to do so much research in that area. And the frustrating part for me is trying to really find the most credible research, the latest, but then mm -hmm. It's very different than every NICU, as you mm -hmm. said. They do things so differently. Even certain mm -hmm. doctors. You could have in two doctors in the same NICU. One's okay with that blood yeah. pressure. The other one wants to treat it. And the other one's like, nah, that's fine. 100%. Yeah. Or I want to collect a gas on this and I don't want to do that. I want to do Yeah. It's very different. And I think what's interesting is that's a very different thing. Like I would say in adult world, right? You have your stroke protocols. You have the way that they do things is so much more structured and it has a lot more parameters. It's a lot of standardization. Our issues, we don't have that. We do not have yeah. the standardization or enough research in certain areas. So that's been a big struggle for me. So I 100% yeah. agree with you. Just be prepared. Every NICU is so different. Every single, it's, you're having to basically start over in some aspects. 100%. Yeah. Like every NICU does things differently. As a traveler, you just get sometimes berated about mm -hmm. doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. It's like, listen. It's not wrong. Yeah. No, like, yet. It's not, it's just maybe not how you've seen it, but that was something I really also have struggled with as a traveler is like just saying, okay, how should you know I do it? Thing, you know what the funny part about this now on the flip side? So I'm per diem now and yeah. I love the hospitals where I work, but I see it differently. As the staff person, I freaking love asking a traveler, oh, well, this is how we do it, but how did you guys do it? Why are you asking? Because I'm like, maybe you're doing it better. Maybe they yeah. had something or knew something that I don't. Mm -hmm. And so I think shifting that mindset and for a lot of us here, I think this is the selfie community is very open and we're very we're constantly shifting and learning. And I think that is in any unit, right? I think. Mm, can I give an unpopular opinion? Yeah. NICU nurses, yeah. I don't think are very open minded we're not. at all. We're not. They oh. think that it's their way is the best way yes. and they're not yeah. open to change yes. and they're not open no. to doing it a different way because we do it this way and our way is the best way. It's like, and every and hospital, every hospital says, every unit says, well, we have researched everything. And so our mm -hmm. policies and protocols are evidence-based. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. like, everyone says that. And 100%. everyone says that they're, yeah. it's the best. Like and You're like, wait, let me uh, pull up the this with this research and I'll prove you wrong. I 100% agree. And I think this is like why we have conversations like this, because I think for the upcoming generation, for a lot of the people who are here and we're all open-minded and we're wanting to learn, I think use the people around you to really mm -hmm. learn. Use your traveler. Talk to them. Like, how did they do it? Where did they learn? Or maybe they worked at another hospital that actually they did something. This is they streamlined it better. They have a better workflow. They have a better policy. Like, I just think we underutilize that so much. You literally have someone that you're working next to that knows so many things that maybe you don't or has insight on something that maybe you don't. I mean, some of the best people I've ever worked with have been travelers. And by the way, experienced, very experienced. Mm -hmm. And I just think we underutilize that. Just 
Stop yeah. being so fucking stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get yeah. our heads out of our asses. So coming up, I mean, you're going to Asia for a whole year, which is so rad. Right. But what's on deck for your blog? And right. yeah, what are we, what can uh, we expect out of you? So I think right now I'm working on creating a travel nurse tax guide. And mm. I will sell that on my website. Love. It, I have one, like the Ultimate Travel Nurse Bundle which I sell. So anyone who's already purchased that will get this for free mm -hmm. because I don't nice. think it's really fair to pay yeah. for that. And then, and so that I'm going to do. And then I don't know. Oh my God, I do know. I can't believe I didn't think of this. I'm going to start and I have to start saying it out loud because I need to be held accountable. I'm going to start. Yeah. I'm going to start hosting group trips and I am going to start. I'm not that I want to. I am starting in Seattle and I'm going to host them in August. And I do want to do like short ones in the United States and then eventually do them abroad. Like I can really awesome. see that taking off in like Paris and France. And then if the Seattle ones go well, while I'm in Asia, maybe doing a trip there. So mm -hmm. I love, love that. It's really that scary wonderful. though. Yeah, you, did it. you guys feel really scared when you launched your Bali trip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. we had talked about it so much. We just knew that we wanted to do something so we can meet more cool. of our people. And a fun adventure. Great. And have yeah. a wonderful adventure. And we're so excited. I think there's always hesitancy to anything that we do, yeah. right? I think you're the community will find you the right people. I feel like things line up really well. So yeah. we'll see how this trip goes. And then, yeah. And like I try to think of it as, okay, so if it's a flop, no one signs up, whatever. Oh. At least I'm failing forward. Yeah. At least I learned something. You tried. And yeah. I'm trying not to be embarrassed about failures. One, yeah. I don't think it's shared enough. There's very successful people have obviously failed every day, mm -hmm. but they don't talk about it. So it fails. And failing forward is the key. Moving forward after that failure, what do you do with that is the whole thing about it. Yeah, I, love I don't know the exact number, but there's some sort of figure of the most successful businesses, it was not their first business idea or business attempt or oh, launch I'm or whatever. Sure. It's like yeah. their seventh try at starting a yeah. business or something mm -hmm. is the one that finally took off. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, we love for those. sure. Well, What's your best piece of advice? Like leaving with the selfie show? 100%. And I think I might have said this earlier already, but you never want to look back in your, at your life in 10 years and think, I wish I would have done that. You would rather look back and think, I hated that. I'm glad I tried it or I loved it and it changed my life. So never put off doing what you want because you're scared or you're too old or love that. And yeah. you're like the only one doubting yourself too. Yeah, we're our worst yeah. enemies. Often. And if people around you are doubting you, find new people. Those are not <laughs> 100%. Those are Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. 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 Well, we need to link up internationally one day, please. And oh, my you. gosh. Yeah. I, I, yes, 100%. And I really, I, we have to talk about that. I'm going to, uh, trust me, you're yes. going to be so sick of me. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm going to be really excited for you. Yeah. Well, where can everybody find you, Kylie? All of the, all the platforms, all the things. Okay. So on my website, passportsandpremies.com, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest at Passports and Premies, on Twitter at P Premies. And then I have a podcast called Passports and Premies Talks. Love. And I think that's it. What's on your, what are you, in terms of podcasting, what are your topics or what are you talking about over there? So it's a podcast about travel and nursing. Okay. And I do a mix of solo episodes and guests. So the guests I bring on usually one no but are a nurse doing like how can this nurse share about educational I guess kind of yeah what yeah. you guys are doing yeah. but you guys are doing it on a much bigger scale than me <laughs> well, and no, love leaving really good resources for people and if those are yes. for someone who's wanting to travel there you go yeah hit yeah. up your podcast for sure and the solo episodes a lot of tips about travel nursing and just like traveling countries to visit stuff like that so love it. a little inspiration a little education a little but yeah we love that. very yeah. selfie energy yeah. well, thank you oh, oh my you gosh so you're so yeah, rad so fun. thanks for having me i'm really happy to be here so an honor i just want to go on 
as many trips as she goes on. I feel like you two would be like the perfect travel partners. Like you're just like both like that kind of vibe. I don't know. I feel like you got we got to do something. I feel like I missed out on being a travel nurse back in the day. Like, I know you would have been a really good timeline for nursing was off, and now it's just not in the cards. You're but. like the epitome of like a travel nurse, a, a, like a what would have been a millennial yeah. travel nurse for sure. But now I want to just travel for funsies. Yeah, that's also true. Like there's a there is that factor. Like honestly, sometimes traveling just for fun and not making it about work is kind of nice too. Yeah. But having the opportunity to is fabulous. Make this sure you guys true. are following Kylie. She's doing her contract currently. If you guys have questions for her, she's an excellent resource. Make sure you're following her. Also, drop her a DM. Let her know what you thought about this episode. Send her a little love from the Selfie Fam. Yes. Make sure you're following us, you guys, on our Insta. That's at C-E-L-L-F-I-E underscore podcast. You can find all of our goodies there. And shout out to our TikTok. Make sure you're following us over there at Selfie Podcast. And thank you so much for all your reviews. Five stars on Spotify. And if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, just drop your IG handle in the review and we will reach out so we can send you Free stuff, stickers. Our stickers are so cute. I love our stickers. Our new stickers are so fun. Right. Come on. Love. And make sure you guys are following us on our Insta. That's at Nurse Story. And at Hey Samantha with two A's. And stay tuned. We got so many good guests and fun Mm -hmm. bonus stuff coming up. Get excited, you guys. We can't wait to see you. See you on Friday. And bye. Bye. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.